0: That was high winds on the Jersey Turnpike that actually uh, made me own a bit of brick.
1: Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. I'm Rob. And I'm Karen on today's show we chat with John Nunn owner of bit of Britain Nunn finer and tack of the Day.
2: John welcome to the show hey glad to be here super hey where, where are you at today right now as we're speaking
0: um, I'm down in Aiken South Carolina we uh, my wife and I we come down for three months uh, January February March and I run the uh, companies from the computer here and the staff keeps everything going back home and um, I bring some ponies down and get to play for a little bit.
2: That sounds awesome. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. Uh, yeah. So listen, I won't hold you up. I know you're a very busy man, so we're going to get right to it if that's okay. Um, you, John, you're you're a very successful entrepreneur, owner of multiple businesses, um, as well as an active eventer. Yeah. I've, I've always been uh, interested in, in ha- how you got into all of this and how did you start um basically in a nutshell when when you were a young kid were you always dreaming of being a businessman or a writer you know it kind of seems like you're you're doing both at at a at a at a a pretty successful level
0: well Rob I'm to be honest with you I'm not sure I really thought I was going to be either I I (laughs) had to think that I was I really thought I was just going to be a a thoroughbred trainer all my life I am I grew up in the horse industry, you know, I've got a mom and dad and, uh, there's eight children in the family and out of the 10, eight of us have held thoroughbred trainer's licenses. So we've all, eight of us out of that 10 have trained racehorses for a living and, uh, four of us have held jockey licenses. And, uh, my sister kind of led the, the way in the riding. Um, she was the sixth girl rider ever to ride and, um, she started riding races in 1969 and she didn't uh, she didn't end her career until 1989. So um, yeah, we've always uh, we've been I've been in horses since I was a knee-high to a grasshopper, I mean really, really little and so yeah it's I, I never knew which direction it was going to take me, but uh, the business side of it's a whole different story so uh, you know. Uh, which part do you want me to start at there
2: well let's let, I, I'm just I'm still stuck on the the the, the, the racing trainer side of this <laughs> if it's okay I want to get into that just a little I'll give
0: you a real quick scenario of how this happened and I tell the story that it was high winds on the Jersey turnpike that actually uh, made me own bit of Britain and so I'm sure at this point I've got your audience a little uh, a little curious how does high winds on the Jersey turnpike heading so I'm heading from Miami to Boston to go uh, with some horses on a on a truck and trailer, and I get on the Jersey Turnpike. I'm coming from Miami, been driving all night, and I they give me a ticket and they say as I get on, they said you have to get off at X eleven. And mean, you know, remember there's no GPS or roadmap. All you have is road back then. So I get off at the uh, first uh, uh, rest area and I go into the toll booth or the the telephone booth no no telephone cell phones back then just giving my age away and the tel- the phone booth is swaying from one side to the other and I'm I call my client who lives in Jersey and said Peter how do I how do I get there I you know I can't even figure it out because it's where all the smokestacks are in, in in Jersey and he says I don't know and he says why don't you go back to Delaware Park you just passed it about 15 miles ago and and uh, you know hibernate there. So I have to admit I turned around, went back to Delaware Park. I stayed there for several years and, and trained horses but the woman the uh, woman named Clo- Clobia Carroll um, mm-hmm. owned a tax shop called of Britain and she it was a mobile racetrack that tax shop that went to the track and delivered from barn to barn and I actually um, that's that's I got to meet her. She offered many years later for me to buy it. I turned her down. She offered me to work for her. I took the job. I spent the winter at, at, at Fair Hill one winter, and, um, and a couple months later she said, well, you know, I'd really rather sell it. And uh, 1990, that was late September of 1990, I took the job. In March of 91, I owned it. So, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. So decided that we needed better tack and equipment because what I was seeing that was being sold was pretty shoddy. I thought, you know, I didn't know a lot about tack, but you know, I knew a lot about the fact that, uh, you know, I had to use it and I need to be safe. So, um, I started a uh, non products, a wholesale company.
2: Wow. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that, that's an amazing turn. Of- Did you ever jockey in a race in a flat race?
0: Uh, no, no, never out of the starting gate. So I was my two little brothers and my, my sister, Michelle, they all rode on the flat, flat at racetracks. And I only rode at, uh, steeplechase meets, uh, you know, hunt meets, etc., etc. So. Holy
2: smokes. Yeah.
0: yeah I rode, <laughs> I rode over fences. I was always just a tad heavy to ride on the flat and never really wanted to try to fight my weight that much. So, um, uh, you are me both yeah, <laughs> yeah i i like the uh, the adrenaline rush and and that's why today i'm i'm a i'm probably the a better cross-country rider than i am at show jumping and, and and uh obviously at dressage but uh you know i'm a better cross-country rider than i am a show jumper just show jump rider even though early early on in my family we did a lot of show jumping we did uh we we had some really really top show jumpers but um we moved to the racing side of it early on probably 1973 72 i think we moved to to the thoroughbred racing side and um i kind of stuck my head there and left it there and uh i didn't even know the sport existed until uh uh, twice, twice, you know. I kind of got a. I stumbled upon it with a girlfriend. Took me up to Ledger Actually, I went to Ledyard was my first horse trial ever to go to. Um, pretty impressive that. But I have to admit, I then went back to the racetrack after just visiting and watching Ledger and you know went back to the racing side of it. Never really thought about eventing again until I uh, bought the racetrack tack shop, and it was located right near Fair Hill. So, yeah. It didn't didn't take long for uh, me to realize that uh, eventing was a pretty big sport and it was a really good direction to head, especially uh, when people needed three sets of tack instead of, uh, you know, some nylon bridles and and exercise saddles and, you know, there was, uh, they they seemed to pay their bills where the racetrack people (laughs) uh, were awfully tight with that buck, so...
2: That's, yeah, cool. so I was always wondering how you. I mean, I I knew that you started with the racing tack, but I, I wasn't sure how, you know, how how you made that transition. So I, I mean, I guess it was just the.
0: Well, I always have a a little story for everything, don't I? I mean, um, <laughs> Bring if you know it. Me, if you know me, I if you know me, I'm a bit of a storyteller. But, um, you know, all uh, true stories, but just kind of, uh, I so I tell the story on this one that I this is a God's honest truth. I. Went to the racetrack uh, one morning, and a guy tells me that he uh, can I get a shadow roll? So I go in the truck, and I didn't carry very much leather tack, so it was sort of buried in these containers um, behind the back seat of this big lorry. So I had to dig it out and they get this noseband, this figure, or this uh, shadow roll, and bring it out to him. And it's an, an English-made shadow roll, made by a company called B.T. Crump back then and uh, that was very well known, very well liked, and it was $42, and he said, $42, get that out of my barn, I'm not giving you $42, that's way too much, you know, I have no idea what he was expecting, but, so, I go back to the, I go back to the, we had a little tack shop, I was still working for Clo Carroll, and uh, it was on her farm, in um, right there in uh, near Fairhill, and um, I, it was open from 3 to 7 in the evening. So I'd get back to the, from the racetrack, and I'd have to work there in the, in the evenings. And Nick story Short woman comes in, and she says she can't decide between two breastplates. There's uh, two hunting breastplates there. So she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to – I'll just buy them both. And they were like $200 a piece. And I thought to myself – okay, um, what sport uh, do you do? Well, I didn't even think I said that. I said, you know, what, what sport do you do? She said, um, I event. And I'm like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> okay, I'm, you know, $42 noseband. I can't, you know, they're telling me it's too expensive and this woman's just buying these press plates like it was nothing. I'm wow. like, I need to look into this. So, yeah, it's a, it's a true story and I kind of just started to uh, go over to Fair Hill and set up a little booth. Um, I saw what they wanted, so I started going to the Amish and having them manufacture for me, and um, so for many, many years, I had, um, I started with lots of breastplates and different designs and inserting elastics and things like that, and then as, a, as that grew, the wholesale uh, people, other people wanted it, and other stores wanted to buy it, and so I started uh, my wholesale company and today we sell to about 450 stores nation, nation and worldwide. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. Well, what that, year
1: was that when you started Nunfiner?
0: Um, I'm going to guess, and I'm going to say about 93. And it was actually called Nunfiner race products oh, okay. because I only started manufacturing racing equipment. Um, I, uh, you know, I just, the reins that they were making in England, um, they make loop end reins instead of buckle mainly. And the loops were all stretching out. So I took it to my, took it to my um, tech guy who, who literally did my repairs and asked him to make me a pair of reins. And he made me a pair of really lovely reins and charged me $50. And that's what we were charging back then for race reins. And I'm like, well, I can't afford to do that. And someone had told me about the Amish and I started with a Amish family of uh, 35 years, or, or no, not or not 35 years ago, 30 years ago, and or, you know 28 years ago, and I started with them and never looked back. Uh, you know, the uh, the family sort of uh, some of the family went one way into retail, and some went into manufacturing, and uh, the, the the brother manufactures for me today and has so. Um, for the last as I said about twenty seven eight years,
2: yeah. wow, and you said your nunfiner products are in four hundred and fifty stores or outlets,
0: yeah, yeah,, Holy yeah. Smokes. And, yeah, and you know it's it can be i mean don't get me wrong, we sell a little bit of all sorts of things Nunfiner is not just leather goods anymore, we manufacture uh, horse boots and um, we, you know, we have a whole array of sort of uh, um, stable supplies, and uh, we do standing bandages and polo wraps and studs and plugs and taps, and uh, you know, tons and tons of horse boots, no slip pads. So, you know, don't get me wrong. That for out of that like four fifty, you could have one company or one store maybe on a racetrack in Arizona or whatever, and they, all they sell is my no slip pads. Which have been, uh, you know, a big mainstay for our company for many, many years. How about that?
2: So yeah. you're basically, I mean, if I'm just off the top of my head, I'm thinking, I think I can think of a non-finer product for basically everything but the saddle itself, a helmet,
0: and maybe gloves. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's basically, um, yeah, there's no no saddles. Um, we do everything for we do horse care. Uh, we've been the uh, exclusive um, the exclusive distributor for Optimum Time watches for the last uh, 20 years.
2: Right, that's I mean that's uh, it. I mean you don't see anything else on course really, or at least I
0: Yeah, don't. yeah, yeah. So you know if you see a watch, it's come through our doors. How about that? Um, yeah, and then um, we now manufacture we're very big in the bridal business. Uh, a couple of years ago, I decided I really enjoyed the bridal business because I could make so many different designs and, um, and start, we started manufacturing overseas um, many years ago. We could get better. Um, we could get better machines and equipment. And so we do manufacture overseas now and we, uh, we buy Italian leather, which wow. is the best quality the be- most beautiful leather you can you can find and um, we can we can cut a little bit of our cost um, in the manufacturing and we manufacture here and abroad so um, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun our quality you know before you know we were looking at oh you know $200 bridles now we probably have 15 bridles in the line that are $400 or, or more and you know that sounds like a lot of money for a bridle, but we're going up against bridles of other really top manufacturers. That they our bridles hold their own by far, by far. They sell that same kind of bridle for $600, and they don't put reins with it. Wow. I don't get I don't get it, but you know you don't even get a pair of reins. You just get a you know a headstone, and a calvacin. For six hundred, and the quality is not even as good. So you know, we're able to produce a really good product for a really fair price. And um, I, you know, I think it. Be, I think it's a little bit because I come from the eventing world, um, and I, uh, I, you know, sold to the racetrack, and I understand that you know, people aren't made of money, and they they really want um, the best that they can get. Yeah, I, and, I you, know, and you, have- I don't, yeah. I know when I ride, right? I mean, yeah. we always want the best. I mean, no use in, uh, no use in nod and, and it's safer. And, uh, so no, we're really, uh, we've really grown. I, I think we have up to word upwards about 27 different bridles altogether. Wow. So, yeah. I think that's kind of the number <laughs> I I really yeah. haven't counted. In a if you while,
2: can't like find it. the one that fits for, you know, what what you, what, what you need, your you probably
0: yeah. have a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the seven different styles, so it's it's for the jumper, the eventer, you know. Yeah, well, and that's Some
2: the thing. Like, you know, you're providing such a huge service as far as you you know the product. You know, you, you do the sport. You know what we need. You understand where, you know.
0: Yeah, most you know, people are going to be using more than one. Event. I I have to admit, I probably hold the record, Rob and Karen, for the uh, longest. Uh, for the person that went to more horse trials, never to watching, never to watch a horse jump. So um, how do I how do I give my how do I pat myself on the back for that one and give myself that award? Well, when I ran the mobile for you know probably about twelve years, I would pull up to an event and you know put all the stuff out, and I ran my mobile as you probably know. I was on the road every weekend. Oh yeah, um, from event to event, thirty some odd a year and um, you know from spring to fall and you saw me at every event every weekend mm-hmm. um, in the in the area too, um area
2: absolutely and
0: yeah and i never saw horses jump i went to more horse trials and never saw a horse jump and i you know I, you barely rarely would you set up in the direction of the ring because you never wanted to for the fact that it produces produces dust so, you've got to be careful how you set your trailer up the stuff that you don't even stuff. think
2: about when you're not in the yeah. business doing it,
0: yeah, so it'd be nice to you know and and most of the time at that point it's to the back of pe peop- it's to the back of the consumer, so you want to put yourself in the spot where the consumer is you know easily can walk past you and and everything else so Um, yeah I'd probably hold that and you know and eventually I decided when I got other people running the mobile that I would try the sport myself even though I really hadn't done it and um, so now at this time I have a a horse that I took intermediate last year and um, that I sent him down to my daughter and I just got him back and she's in University of Kentucky as a and she rode him around a couple of prelims last fall. She's, um, yeah, I, I have a, a horse that I took prelim last weekend, and I've got another real up-and-coming um, youngster. So I, uh, I've got a nice stable of horses besides to, to play with. So that's why I had the and I, I can run my time. I've really got good staffing, and I can run my quite slows down and take advantage of uh this warmer weather
2: yeah well hey you know you you definitely did the you you worked your 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 tail off for for so many years it's it's nice that you can actually uh you know get out there and actually do the sport and enjoy yourself and everything do you ever sit back and see somebody ride by or someone that you're warming up next to or 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 whatever and just say man they you know that's my bridle you know and those are my stirrup leathers and uh, you know it's gotta be a, a a pretty awesome feeling seeing your product out there, of course. Cause I, I, you know, it's, uh, everyone's using your stuff and it's just, man, I can only imagine how awesome, awesome a feeling that could, that must be.
0: Well, I, yeah, uh, you know, I don't really, I look and I say, Oh yeah, that's, there's, you know, you've got my reins on or you got my bridle on or whatever. I do see that. And I'm like, um, uh, and, you know, boots and et cetera. I see it all the time. I, I have to admit, I went hunting uh, down here. I took a little horse hunting one day. And um, and there, it was like, you know, I was kind of walking down the line, and I'm looking, and it's like, okay, that's what I've that one, that one, that one. It was like five horses in a row with a non-finder breastplate on. And I'm like, yeah, I guess we've made it in the, <laughs> the hunting field, the feeling. I mean, I can't say it isn't, isn't but... Um, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, live on my, uh, my past. I always think about what we're going to do next, you know, that's awesome.
1: Now that you have tack of the day, uh, how did you get started with that?
0: Well, you know, that's good ideas come in, uh, in a tough moment. Um, you know, the, 2003, we had moved into a uh, new building and things were really tough because one, we did, our telephones actually weren't set up when we moved into the building and we didn't come till like 17 days later. So when we moved into Oxford, Pennsylvania from Calvert, um, Northeast Maryland, um, we were we put a big catalog out and it was, it was a killer because the phones started ringing because there weren't any. And um, so we lost a lot of money at that time, a lot of sales, and, um, you know, really kind of looked kind of grim at that moment. Like, what were you thinking? It's a company, I have to admit, I, I'm not going to say I didn't copy it pretty well, but um, a company called Woot, W-O-O-T, and they were, they were doing these, Daily deals for electronics, and uh, I sort of jumped in that bandwagon. Um, I had a I had a Glenn Hebert working um, for me, uh, who is a gentleman, and him and I uh, built uh, and, and uh, built uh, tack of the day at that point and. Um, wow. Is it, is Tech of the Day has been a, uh, it's been a blessing and it's been fun and we just revamped it and made it grow um, even more. We've uh, added a lot more to it. At first it was only a, a daily deal site for one product and two products and then we've added, you know, back then we called Tech of the Day two. We now call the daily Deals five more products. To and they get Up there, and I have missed because there's so many to be had, and um, they won't load their own deals and uh, and then ship us product, and we ship it out after it sells. So, it's it's a it's a really been been a really uh, great business for me. Yeah, sure has. Even in, even when retail is getting tougher. By the day, tack of the day is held up quite well.
2: That is awesome. That is so so. Was my soul? We just saw the other day that you were you, you were saying that your the tack of the day is like the largest houses. It's the largest daily
0: deal. Well, in- see, it's a, yeah, discount site, equestrian discount site. Um, and you know, we're I'm proud of it that it's we're able to find great deals and bargains for people all the time. Um on a daily basis that uh just really um I mean, you know, right now today I just popped it up right now. You know, you got forty seven percent off of a five way breastplate. So talking about eventors, you know, that breastplate was one sixty nine ninety nine and it's up there for eighty nine bucks. Wow. And um so yeah, I mean so it's yeah, it's those are those are kind of and you know, you can't find a five-way breastplate for $89, yeah. you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know,
2: And, and so I, anyone who's yeah. not, anyone who's listening has and, never been on Tack of the day.
0: And the thing is, yeah, and, you know, we, these aren't just, these are, these are, there's cool coats up there right now uh, from, uh, you know, leather Vita that sell every day, and there's there's a saddle up there right now. And, you know, there's a Wolfwear Pro Pro. Ultra boots, I'm looking at it, really 118. I mean, that's not a made up dollar amount. These companies give us these deals and they make these deals, and, um, you know, they're just trying to get rid of overstocks or, you know, or uh, uh, discontinued products or products that are just aren't selling well enough for them. They're sitting in their warehouse and if they do them any good. That product's sitting there. So um, you know, it's it's these are everyday brand names. Uh we've we've we work with the best of the companies from Ariat to to uh, romp to uh, back on track it was up there this whole weekend. Wow. I mean literally huge yeah, huge amounts of uh uh sales and grooming stuff at major discounts and you know, and then uh, we're now starting with some Western gear up there. So, um, yeah, tackle day has grown. It is, uh, it's, it's fun to have, uh, to have started, to um, be a part of it and from, you know, from its inception. Even though I don't want to say that I came up with it because it was more Glen really than myself. Um, I was really the one who said, yeah, let's go, let's rock. You know, even though things were tight. I, I took the risk and uh, it, it it's it's reaped the reward. So yeah,
2: that is Thanks awesome. Yeah, uh, that's uh, so everyone needs to definitely get on there every day and check it out. I mean, uh,
0: that could really save you. Uh,
2: you know, if you think if you have a fifty percent off, I mean, everything you're wearing. If you're if you're if you're smart and you shop, you know, you buy, you know what you want. If you're if someone's kind of a smart shopper and they they have a nice list of their wish list and they just keep an eye out every day and when it comes up they jump on it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're yeah. saving a lot of money outfitting oh. even, even just uh, the, you know, the Christmas list, uh, shopping in July for it, you know, and that, that pair of boots comes up. So that's, uh, that's oh, yeah. an awesome service that you're providing, my friend. Thank you very much for that.
0: <laughs> no, no. And it's, it is, um, it is a huge savings and you don't know what's going to be up there. Um, it always changes. That's the other thing. And you can sign up to, uh, you know, you can go online and sign up to get the daily email. So, uh, or Facebook posting. So, you know, you can go right online and you can order off your phone also. So, um, it is, uh, it is, uh, user friendly for a phone or tablet. Um, and, uh, yeah, we we've, we've, uh, we've, uh we have made it, uh, I I like the way it looks right now. I've got it. Um, you know, we've revamped the, the look and design and, 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 uh, got more people involved and you know, so it continues to grow. So it's fun.
2: That's awesome. Um, just kind of switching gears just a little bit back to, you, you know, you were telling us a little bit about your horses and, and, um, how, how are you, uh, how are you finding time to ride and train? So are you competing both horses or is your daughter competing one or you're competing one? And, and how, how are you finding time to balance the work and, and the riding and, and the competition? Like how many competitions would you say you're, are you going monthly or weekly or?
0: Yeah, I don't, you know, I, I don't really, my competitions are sort of uh, sporadic and that's only because um you know i'm not uh i'm not looking to comp- take these horses around you know week after week after week so um you know i don't generally work weekends unless we have shows anymore um which you know rolex is coming up oh not rolex land rover Land <laughs> Rover. yeah 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 that's gonna be you a tough to one that. that's gonna be a tough to get uh <laughs> yeah out of your head yeah and then um but uh, to be honest with you, no, I'm I'm I leave my building. I work early, you know. Um, I'm up early in the morning, and I um, I have a tendency to get a lot done when the doors is closed and nobody else is bothering me. And and then um, I you know work. I I leave the building uh, up north when I go north. I leave the building by three thirty four o'clock every day. And then I go ride
2: straight to the barn. So
0: you know I'm home. I'm I'm home by seven o'clock. My my, my barn yeah, straight to the barn. My my barn that I uh, board at five minutes from my store. And um, so I eat my own horses and do everything myself. Um, and really enjoy doing that, but I have a little more free time to do that. Where at home, you know, it's it's harder to to get away. So I board at home. And um, no, I own riding. Um, you know, currently I've got three that I'm riding instead of two. Uh, so no, I I um I find it. Uh, I find it hard at times, certain times of the year, but other times, you know, I just leave early. And,
2: well, you're the boss.
0: Uh, <laughs> I have started early. I, yeah. I, I put in. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, and you have people I that know, you know if you I can't, like to, yeah, I, I can't walk. I can't walk away.
2: Right. Well, you have you have yeah. you you've established a staff. I mean, all these years, yeah, go you got the I systems was... in place. The operational side is happening basically during the the business hours is is operations and and you have people that work there and then you're uh like you say you're up early and you're taking care of the the kind of the boss work behind the scenes and that is awesome you know it's funny too and this is a little off track how how many you know when people purchase from 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 bitter britain or none finer attack of the day you know how many people can say that they are gonna see the owner of that company who they bought that product from you know like the next week at a, at a show riding against him. It's just, I find that kind of cool. And I think it's a, it's a, um, I, I just, I don't know. I think that's, uh, something to be said about the face of the company and that you're not just, um, you know, just, just a name on a website, you know, you are out there and you are and a huge supporter of the sport. I mean, geez, if there's something that says eventing on it, a bit of Britain's, uh, somehow sponsoring it or attached to it. But, um, who, 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 are, are who are your coaches like what how, do you have like a separate show jumping and dressage coaches or how are you who are you ride with yeah yeah i am
0: um, uh my wife actually helps me with my dressage she was a uh she was an upper level dressage rider um and um she actually does my dressage work and we get uh we get along really well doing it um and uh you know, I, I just listen and, <laughs> smart and, man. Uh, you know, I, if I'm going to ask her help, I better, I better, uh, I better, uh, do what she says. And like I would anybody else. I mean, you know, you're not going to, you know, question too much what they say, your coach. And, uh, and then, um, I take uh, show jumping lessons with, uh, Sally cousins and I, uh, I have her keep an eye on me and kind of get her advice sometimes on where to go and when to move up and things of that nature so um I think I have two women who take good care of me in that respect it um, sounds like
2: you're in good hands
0: yeah I, yep in very good hands and uh um you know i've been a i've been a you know i, I had a lesson with Sally about two days ago and um, and she said, you know, you're not the. I, I was saying something about being an amateur, and she said, you know, you're not the average amateur. And I said, well, you know, I am an amateur, you know. Um, and she said, yeah, and that she put it really well, I think. She said, but you're a professional horseman, an amateur event rider, and that's true because, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I am, I can't say that I'm not a professional horseman, you know. I mean, I've, I've trained um hundreds of thoroughbred winners um you know i've ridden races i've done jumpers i have you know i shipped horses for a living for a while i've yeah. been a bloodstock agent i mean i've i've been a uh, you know i i used to i used to actually uh work for Murdy brothers years ago and used to fly horses all used to be the attendant for horses going all over the world so about, you know, I bet you, day day you is, got some
2: stories about that
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I do <laughs> <laughs>
2: save that for the next visit
0: yeah but um, yeah so you know I've been a professional horseman but really as a event um rider I'm I'm an amateur yeah. you know I need advice and I need somebody to keep an eye on me and um you know sure I've ridden at the intermediate level at this point um But I don't want to say, you know, I'm not a professional. I don't do it on a day-to-day basis trying to make my living at it or any of that. I, you know, I don't give lessons. I I don't feel as though that I am qualified to give lessons to speak of. You know, sure, I could give lower-level lessons if I wanted to, but I just don't personally feel like that's my my, uh, thing that I should be doing. I think there's a lot of really good coaches out there that can – that can do it a lot better than I and I don't uh, I'll, I'll 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 keep selling my and equipment and they can keep coaching how's that yeah, <laughs> you keep 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 your hobby your hobby yeah it's- exactly
1: so do you have any advice for the amateur rider trying to balance career and riding
0: um yeah my my people say it all the time to me I don't know how you do it I don't know how you find the time I make the time And, um, I think you have to just be really consistent in what you do and you have to, to, uh, whittle out that time that you need and just make sure that you do it. Um, um, you know, if you have to get up earlier and work harder at certain times, do it. If that's what your passion is, you know, you have to do it. You have to make things happen in your life. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, you do, I don't care what it is. I have done that all my life. I have, Worked hard to make things happen. I don't generally sit around and wait for them to come because if you do, they're not coming.
2: Yeah, the time's you know, going to pass whether you act on that, you know, a, a desire or not. You know, the time's going to go by, so you might as well just chip away at it. I just was—I listened to that. I just heard that yesterday somewhere. It's like if you have that desire to event and you want to do the competition, put it on the calendar and start working towards it because that date is going to come whether you worked at it, the time, you know, that date's going to come and go. And whether you're at that event or show or, you know, whatever it is you want to do, you might as well, like you say, make the time, you know, get up an hour earlier.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Get up a lot, uh, get up an hour earlier, work an hour later, whatever it is, do it that, that you you can make it, you know, the, um, you know, people, people, people always said to me also, you know, in the respect of um, how'd you come up with that? Well, you know, I came up, come up with a lot of different products and and such, and how I come up with it is I always figure out what the issue is, okay? So it's not about how I really came up with it. It was how I thought through, if there's a problem, how do you fix the issue? So, you know, T-taps breaking off in horse's shoe, we came up with safety spin because that was a way to shorten up the shank on a, on a T-tap and if a horse stepped down on it, um, you know, find a way that if, what happens if the, you know, horse gets away like they do and what can you do not b- break the T-tap off in the back of the horse? So you, you came up with that idea? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> but that's even before I knew anything about how to even, this is very, very early on how to, before I knew anything about even tapping a shoe, I knew nothing about it. I just could figure out the, how to fix the problem because people would bring me and say, you sold me this T-tap, and horse stepped on it and broke it off, and I could only see that to be a dangerous weapon in a horse's back foot. You oh, know, yeah, holy that.
2: smokes. Yeah, you and, got this, um, and it makes sense. You have so, this three-inch long kind of uh, shank or bolt, essentially, with a handle on it. I mean, that's, that's – uh, my, th-
0: my thing was uh, – my th- first thing to them was, why does it need to be this long? You know, and yeah. then they, they they gave me it doesn't and then I went from there. So, you know, you it's like everything in life. You, you see an issue, just try to fix the issue. And if you can fix the issue, you know, my issue is I don't have enough time to ride. Well, what do I have to do to make that work? Yeah. There's a lot what of excuses. To change. What I have to change in order to make this be able to work. And if you can't, there's times in your life you can't. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean I took ten years without riding at all. in in growing my business. I didn't, when I was running that mobile on the weekends, I wasn't riding, Yeah. And, um, you know, so I did what I had, had to do. Did I know I would come back and ride again? Sure. I didn't know I was going to event, event up to the intermediate level. No, but I, you know, I knew I'd come back to ride. I mean, riding's in my blood. I was always going to ride. Yeah. There's no way you're getting away from that. So,
2: you know, as a event riders, um, you know and 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 anyone else who's might might be listening you know a lot of the pros i mean they they may not consider it but they're entrepreneurs also um like what what type of like business advice would you give for like someone that wants to be an entrepreneur or, or or something like that do you have any words of wisdom from a guy who's been doing it forever on the business side
0: Oh, I don't know. I think that's a, I think that's a full another question for another day. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, it's We're kind of,
2: we so covered well, a little bit, get out there and do it. If it's something you want to do, you make it, make it happen. Don't make yeah, excuses. Yeah. I
0: think that that's it. You know, your, your, the advice that I give everybody is, uh, you know, um, do the most important thing at every given moment and, you know, and, um, and, uh, you know, don't just talk about things, write them down and make them happen. Now, I always say write them down because I truly believe in that. I believe in that you have to have that dedication and it's got to be in your face. So write it down where you're going to see it all the time and make it work. Um, It's so easy. It's so easy for things to get biased, and, you know, write them down and just make it, put it right in your face, you know, make it like, yeah, put it right there on that, uh, on that refrigerator door. So you can't open it unless you, uh, see what you're going to, you know, you're going to, uh, uh, have to get through that day whatever you know write lists and make them check them off and make them work and get excited about it so
2: so i wanted to um ask you about like sponsorships and you're you know you're a huge sponsor of the sport and and i think everyone should say thank you john Nunn, when they when, when they see you out there because your name is on everything your name is on the online magazines the Eventing nations you sponsor the eventing radio show, uh, countless, countless things. You're the, you're the largest vendor space at, at the um, Land Rover, Land Kentucky <laughs> event. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, you know, you're a huge, huge supporter, uh, bit of Britain's next top rider is, um, a, a super promotion. And, and it's just wonderful because you're getting out the, the names of the young riders who are up and coming and who want to get out there. And you're a lot of people's first, um, you know, first, uh, a bit of exposure, you know? So as a, as someone who sponsors people and has been sponsoring people, like part of what we want to do is we want to celebrate the sponsors and really bring value to the people who are sponsoring the riders and sponsoring events and, 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 um, putting some value back in it. As far as if, if someone was a young rider coming up and they, and they wanted to get sponsorship, um, from, from, from the, from the sponsor side, what, what can we do better for you? What, what can the riders do better? Or what are you looking for in a rider, um, to, to help bring you the value?
0: Well, today's, today is different than it was five years ago. Okay. So today has a lot to do with social media, um, postings, uh, you know, keeping our name out there, um, when they do things, um, You know, wearing the equipment that we uh, we end up sponsoring them with, or um, you know, just branding. Branding alone is very, very important, and the more that people see the branding, the you know. And again, social media is probably the biggest place that the branding helps. So um, you know, shooting uh, shooting out uh, Instagrams and uh, tweets and and every time that they do their, well, not every time, but when they do and they're, you know, they're running through their sponsors, just make sure that they understand that their sponsors want and need that kind of uh, uh, promotion. Um, you know, uh, talk about talk about the uh, the products that you get from those companies when you're talking about your, stu- with your students and and making sure when they go to buy the things that they need, that they're, buying the right things and from the company that that has helped you because you believe, you, you know, we don't want any of our sponsored riders, okay? Um, we don't want any of them to promote any products of ours that they don't like. So if they don't like something, don't promote it. You know, um, I don't think that every rider has to love everything we do, okay? I don't think so. Um, you know, there's some things that I manufacture that, and they're not my favorite. I really, you know, I I wouldn't be the the one that raised my hand and said, "Oh, that bridle is my uh, my go-to bridle." If it wasn't, um, don't get me wrong. I think I manufacture most bridles that I really like. But you know, um, some of some of the uh, fancy dressage bridles, uh, they're not my cup of tea. But um, but you know, I just say, uh, you know. Make sure that you're right. You're uh, out there promoting the companies that you represent. Make sure that you're if you're a, if you're if you're getting sponsored by anybody. Make sure that you're letting people know because you know we throw marketing up against the wall and we just hope it sticks. We we throw sponsorship up against the wall and we just hope it sticks. We hope that people see it. We hope that our name becomes synonymous with it. Um, and sometimes you just don't know. So, uh, you know, I, again, social media, social media right now, that's the, that's the new, uh, mantra, you know, that's probably going to change in a couple of years also, won't it now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So,
2: well, I, uh, I think we've kind of I think we've hit on a lot we've held you up for a long time so <laughs> and um hopefully uh
0: hopefully Yeah, you know, feel free to ask me back at some point if you want and uh, oh, super. you know oh, absolutely. i I, uh, I wish you both the best of luck with the with the show i think it's um i think you've got a lot to promote out there in in uh the equestrian world and uh i think uh, there's plenty of room for for your uh show for many many years super but mm, thank, thank you, you very
2: much and just um before we let you go I just don't want to miss anything. We have Bit of Britain, Tack of the Day, Nunfinder products. Are there any other businesses that you have out there that we need to make sure we're uh, we're hitting your websites and everything?
0: No, nope. That's that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's, a... that's funny. So yeah.
2: And pretty much just Google. Just I mean, we can give well, out web addresses. But well, just...
0: yeah, you, you know, you have nunfinder.com and then you have Bit of You know, and you have uh, Tack of the yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, those are, those are the three. And we do have a store, um, as you, uh, have been in many times, yep. uh, yes, sir. you know, in, in Oxford, Pennsylvania. Uh, someone said to me last night, actually, uh, do you, do you have a store presence? I don't, you don't do you. And I'm like, yeah, we do. Um, and, and, you know, people don't, sometimes people don't even realize that fact. They just think that you're a website. So, and
2: you know, yeah. we can't forget the tent seal that you have every year. Um, it's 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 possibly the best 10 sale out there because it's you open up the whole place and you do these amazing giveaways.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've done it uh from the first year, let's see, September of 1990, I took the store over um and I started a 10 sale back then and have held one um every year since then. And you have it in the uh, fall like right around fair hill time, right? I do, yeah. I it's uh it's always like the The uh, second or third week, Um, I have moved it just because of Fair Hill, but we tend to do two weeks now, and we leave it open for the people that can't make it. We leave it open during the week, and then um, so we have it uh, a Friday, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we have it Thursday, Friday, Saturday the following week, which is normally the Fair Hill weekend. So So anyone that's coming in town
2: and they want to get a good bargain, shoot right on up the road, you're about 10- 10 minutes away, maybe 15 tops. Check out, check out the store and get some awesome deals.
0: Yeah. Great.
2: Awesome. John. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, we will, we'll see you out there on on, on the events.
0: All right. Thanks for having me on.
1: Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember, you can follow major league betting on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. And you could always contact us at Major League at gmail.com.